0: Have you ever looked in the mirror and thought you'd be further along financially by now? If so, you're not alone. Many people find themselves wanting to ditch their nine-to-five, wishing they had more time with their family. What most people want is to simply live the life that they choose and with plenty of money to do so. The good news is you can live an abundant life through apartment investing. Mark and Tamil Kenny with Think Multifamily help you take back the time and freedom so that you can live free from the stresses that burden so many. Through multifamily investing, they teach you how to set your family up for a lifetime of true success and fulfillment. They have helped hundreds of people just like you. Patrick, for example, who since working with Think Multifamily has purchased over 900 units with another 850 under contract. And at 27 years old, was able to quit his demanding job in corporate America. Regardless of your age or profession, Think Multifamily can help you create the life of your dreams. As hosts of the new Think Multifamily podcast, Mark and Tamil will walk you through the journey step-by-step to make sure you are completely set up for success. Through this interview-style podcast, you will gain a proven strategic apartment investing system And hear stories from successful investors, all to help you be light years ahead of those who try to do it alone. Subscribe to the Think Multifamily podcast today at thinkmultifamily.com forward slash podcast. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by realbluespruce.com. Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I am your host, Adam Adams, and I'm glad to be able to do these four episodes for you. Just talking about why you would be wanting to be involved in large multifamily instead of any other asset class. Right now today, you can see that more people are trying to buy single-family than multifamily, so the competition is so much easier be, uh, with these bigger multifamily deals. In fact, the last time that I put a, 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 a property under contract, there was two buyers. There was one buyer, and then there was us, and we got the deal because we were the strongest buyer. Just uh, incredible with the competition. And we talked a little bit about in the last episode how much multifamily is different from stock markets and, and single family because there's more ways to make money because it's, it's a diversified income because, you, because the sharp ratio proves that over the last 30 years, multifamily was the best and because in 2008, when so much was happening, Multifamily still had less than a 1% default rate. And if that ever happens again, I foresee multifamily again standing up stronger than the stock market and all your single family homes. As we're talking about the demand that is increasing for multifamily, we have a few examples baby boomers, Gen X, millennials, all this stuff that many of us roll our eyes at. But when we actually get real data from studying these things and not making our own assumptions about what millennials will do, it will prove to you that multifamily is increasing ever so much in demand. As you know, everything is all about supply and demand as they're making right now way too many self-storage units. At right now, they're building storage units so fast because they're cheap and easy to build that we, we realize that there's going to be a, a hyper supply or an oversupply of self-storage units. As we look and see all of the assisted living and people are talking about how the, how the baby boomers are moving into assisted living, that's just not true yet. That's just not true today. Baby boomers are just getting of the age where they're starting to retire. They're not getting in diapers yet. They're really, uh, they're only about 65 years old and really the age that you get when you start going into assisted living is a little bit older than that. What's interesting is the first thing that I will share is the Gen X. So I'm, I'm going, so we, everybody wants to talk about millennials. I'm about to talk about Gen X and everybody else is always talking about those baby boomers. Now, here's why I want to talk about Gen X while I'm talking about assisted living. The reason why is because I have done my research and I know that the highest paid, the biggest income of any, age group out there is the Gen X. They're making huge incomes. But what's interesting is if you look really, really deep into the Gen X and you, you look to see how much they have in savings, it's currently averaging right at $1,000. Wait, wait, what did you just say that Gen X's are making the highest income income of any age group out there, but their savings account is about a thousand bucks. Yeah, that's very, very true. They average about a thousand dollars in savings. Now, here's the problem, and here's how it uh, how I can tie it in to assisted living. The problem is they saw their parents struggle. Their parents didn't always want to buy them everything, and they are making... 200,000 a year, 300,000 a year, and for some reason, this age group understands, better than anyone I know, exactly how to spend every dime they make. You know what's interesting? Not only are they making the highest income and have almost nothing in savings, but they also have less than 100,000 dollars sitting in their 401 case. Now, in a, in a few minutes, I'm going to tie together millennials, Gen X, and baby boomers. In a few minutes, I'm going to tie them all together because none of them matter if they're independent, okay? Just only talking about Gen Xs making a high income and having no savings doesn't prove that assisted living is going to be a difficult asset in a few years, without understanding more about the baby boomers and the millennials. Once you understand more about the baby boomers and the millennials, you'll understand why the, that Gen X is going to affect the assisted living so much. But the next thing that I want to share is just talking about their stock market. It, they have less than 100,000. I've done a lot of research on the stock market and I, for a few reasons I see the stock market being already propped up and overinflated with numbers that it shouldn't have. There's been a lot of effort one, uh, of what, one election ago, there, and there's been a lot of effort since then to really grow the way that the stock market looks. But most people will, most smart people will tell you that it's overinflated and it cannot sustain. Everybody who does the actual research can tell you that. But people that, that think with their emotions, with their gut, they are being hopeful that somehow it's going to sustain. And as I talk about them having nothing in savings but a high income, When the stock market does crash, Gen X is going to start losing their jobs. Gen X is going to start not making a high income that they're used to spending every dollar that they make. Now that they own their Porsches and their Mercedes and their Lamborghinis that they've worked so hard to prove to the Joneses that they could afford now that they've gotten their five bedroom, five bed houses in nice neighborhoods that these houses are 500, 600, 1 million, 1.8 million and 2.5 million dollar homes that they can barely afford as they start to lose their jobs, they're going to start losing their car, they're going to start losing their money. And by the way, these Gen X's They're the ones who have the parents who are currently in assisted living. And as they no longer have a high income and as they no longer, well, I guess they never had savings, no longer have any savings to pay for their mothers, they're going to start taking their money out of the stock market because they have no choice. And they only have, most of them have less in the stock market today in their 401k than they make in a year. Most of them have less. They're gonna pay, ta- they're gonna pay um, taxes when they pull that out. Unfortunately, they're gonna have to do that at a high tax rate because they're probably gonna pull it out while they're still in, within the year that they showed a high income. And all of a sudden, it's going to make a little bit more sense not to pay for mom and dad to be in that assisted living residence. It's going to start making sense for them, the Gen Xs, to downsize, to live with mom. It's not ideal, but they can no longer afford it when the stock market crashes. To give further proof to how the stock market is going to crash, let's start talking about baby boomers and then millennials. So with the baby boomers being the biggest age group demographic in the world, they are now starting to get to the age of retirement and necessary distributions. Now, what is this necessary distribution, required distributions? It's the monies that they will have to pull out of their 401k automatically. They're not allowed to leave it in there. They have to start pulling it out. And as this money starts coming out of the stock market from the largest demographic in the world, the stock market is going to have less and less and less to prop it up and make it look like it's making money. Also, just as a couple of tangents with the baby boomers, I have noticed that they don't want to mow their lawns anymore. In fact, not only that, but I have seen the data that baby boomers are now starting to want to live in large multifamily, where they no longer have to worry about taking care of all of those things. It will allow them to travel because baby boomers worked really, really hard for their money and they want to travel and they're going to be able to afford it more and more if they live in multifamily. But let's get back to Gen Xs and baby boomers, how the baby boomers are starting to take their money out of the stock market. The Gen Xs might be losing their money and their income completely and not being able to afford those large houses anymore and talking about millennials and just trying to really focus on the data that has actually been collected and not my own emotions not my own impressions but data real hard facts millennials are millennials like to travel more than most Data shows that millennials love to travel. They don't need to have a high income in order to travel. We are seeing that they are working from home more. They are working from their devices more. They are working from Starbucks more than any other age group or age demographic. Interestingly enough, if you look back into history from Gen X, Gen Y, you, you just name everything, baby boomers uh, and Gen X. You have never seen, you have never seen so many entrepreneurs. Um, how do I say it? You, you, you have not yet seen this many entrepreneurs per person in any other age demographic. They're starting their online businesses. They're starting to work from home, have no overhead. They're working in crypto and uh, what's the other word for that? Bitcoin. Uh, Everybody says that they are lazy. You'd be the judge. I can't find any, I cannot find any real data on laziness. But everybody's talking about how how millennials are are lazy, uh, which if you believe that, you probably believe that they don't want to mow their lawns either. And interestingly enough, millennials have no savings either. So Gen X has no savings. Millennials have no savings. And interestingly enough, even though baby boomers and Gen X today have their 401ks, millennials, partially because they are putting their money into crypto instead of the stock market, and partially because they're entrepreneurs and paying for for things like health insurance and your retirement is not a first priority for an for most common entrepreneurs so in general millennials don't have a 401k some of them do obviously we are speaking in generalities right now speaking about the masses that the data can help us back up and as we see that millennials have the highest per person entrepreneurial rate, there's more opportunities for syndication. There's more opportunities for crypto. There's more opportunities for online business. And less and less of them are putting their money into the stock market. You will see that as baby, baby boomers have their required distribution and the millennials are not putting their money in, it's going to be really, really bad for those Gen Xs that have a high income from those same publicly traded companies that no longer have money coming in. It's important that you start doing your own research around this topic to see what's really, truly happening with the stock market, with single family with large multifamily, with self-storage, assisted living, and other asset classes. It's important that you start not just believing what I said on this podcast or what someone else says on their podcast, but you should start doing the research like I did when I spent all uh, an, entire, uh, an entire day, which kept me up until 2 a.m., researching all of this stuff on my own. Once you internalize it from your own study, that's when you can start to make your real decisions on how you're going to put your money. Suffice it to say that there is increasing demand on many, many levels by having multifamily. And not only that, but multifamily is the safest asset class that I can find using the sharpest, sharp, sharp ratio, uh, understanding what happened in 2008 and so much more. The demand is increasing. It now is the time to be part of this asset class. And in the next episode, I'm going to be just talking about economies of scale, but it's not just economies of scale on a way that you've heard before. I hope to add value to you. I hope to give you some information that you hadn't yet heard before. These Four episodes are brought to you by the Raising Money Summit. It's gonna come up here in just a couple of weeks on October 3rd, 4th, and 5th. I believe in the Raising Money Summit. I believe that we can help you to raise more money in less time. If you come to the Raising Money Summit, I believe that the the uh, networking there is better than any other event that you have ever gone to because I somehow attract a lot of high level podcasters and influencers in this great uh, realm of multifamily. I feel like most of the, 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 the podcasters, most of the people that are really influencing, want to be to, at the Raising Money Summit. And I've already seen a lot of their tickets come in. Now I'm just waiting to see your tickets come in. Just go to raisingmoneysummit.com, grab your discount by putting in the promo code podcast, and I'll see you in October third, fourth, and fifth. This was the third episode out of four talking about the demand increasing on multifamily to help you understand why you would want to get into multifamily at all. The next one's talking about economies of scale. And like I mentioned, I hope to add some value to you of hearing some things around the topic of economies of scale that you've never heard. Hey everyone, Manny Perez here. This podcast is growing fast because of listeners like you. Thank you, guys. If everyone could do me one favor, will you go to iTunes right now and leave us a positive rating? This will help us get more top-notch guests for the future. Again, please go to iTunes right now and leave us a positive rating. Thank you, guys, and keep listening.